It's on what page? Uh, one one three four of your Bibles. Romans chapter seven, beginning at verse fifteen. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work in me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. New Testament reading is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 to 30 found on page 976 of the Church Bibles. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came, neither eating nor drinking, and they say... He has a demon. The son of man came, eating and drinking. And they say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her deeds. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And for you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, 
because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Good morning, everyone. For people who don't know me, I am Simon Pierce. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Tim. <laughs> and today, um, what we're going to do, I'm just going to take a small section from the Matthew reading, um, Matthew 11 to 28, which can be found on 977, page 977 in the Bibles, I believe. So... If we look at the very beginning of this passage, what we can see is that Jesus did not say, it's coming home, it's coming home, <laughs> football's coming home. Now, I think one of the reasons for that is mostly because Jesus actually wasn't English. Um, but I'm sure he will be cheering us on next week against uh, Croatia, and I'm sure it will be coming home. But if we actually do look at the verse... It, the verse is, it says, Jesus does actually say, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now imagine this is quite a well-known passage in the Bible, and I also imagine that throughout various parts of your life, it would have been great comfort to a lot of people here. Because, you see, everyone at some point can become weary and feel burdened. It could be because stress from work, uh, relationship issues, financial problems, poor physical, mental health, and many more. All of these can wear us down and lay great pressure upon our shoulders. And these words, personally, have also given me hope um, as I uh, spoke just a few months ago. I've just finished theological college and I've been combining basically full-time study with full-time work in a secular job, as well as having children and a lovely wife who's very understanding. Um, and of course, like I said, we had another child who unfortunately decided he didn't want to sleep for several, 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 several months until he was about 18 months old or so, probably 16 months old. So it basically means that I have been very weary and very tired and very burdened for a very long time. Now, what happened, as I said, at college, I used to work, start work at 8 o'clock on a Thursday, go to the hospital, work there to 4, 4.30, run home, get changed, go down to Chancellor Cathedral, get there for around about half past five, have a lovely meal, which is great because I didn't have to cook, do worship together as a whole group of students and lecturers and so on in the cathedral, go for our lectures, and after we finished our lectures, there was an optional compline or night prayer in the choir stalls in the cathedral. And this is one of the 
quite common passages that were spoken by the people leading Compline. And when I heard these words, it is like, that's what I was. I was the weary and the burdened. I had stress coming out my ears. I was surviving on four or five hours sleep, and so on. And these did bring me great comfort. And I hope that when you do feel tired, and when you do feel that you're carrying a great weight, that these words can also give you comfort. That you can accept Jesus' great invitation to bring you rest, to lighten your burden when you need it most. But you see, Scripture can be interpreted in many different ways. And if we look at these verses in the context they were written, I believe that we could see a slightly different interpretation, with Jesus emphasizing a slightly different, he was trying to get a different meaning when he spoke these words at that time. But before we kind of look at this different emphasis that I believe Jesus might have been speaking of, let's just pray into it. So, Heavenly Father, as we look at these words spoken by your Son, I pray that by the Holy Spirit my words become yours and that we are filled with your love and your comfort and your rest. Amen. So, what I'm going to do, because I'm officially going to be Anglican very, very soon into the Church of England, I'm going to look at three points, okay? And I'm going to break it down to one point for each verse, so verse 28 to 30. So the first verse, verse 28, we can see that it's an invitation to come to Jesus. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now, within the Jewish culture of the time who Jesus was speaking to, there was a long tradition of studying the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. And they had studies in great, great depth. And they were also expected to uphold the various religious regulations and duties of the time. And they believed that by doing so, the Jewish people believed that those who were undertaking this devoted acts and learnt the law in this amazing depth that they would ultimately become wise of God and know God. But there was a problem. And this problem was that for the average Jew of Jesus' time, this just wasn't possible. This level of wisdom and knowledge of God would always be out of their reach. And an analogy of this I would like to think of today is, if I gave all you lovely people in this room a complex neurosurgery book, ask you to go away, read it intently, read it really as deep as you can, maybe look at a few clips on YouTube or brain surgery, and then I would expect you to become an exceptional brain surgeon, an expert in that field. But you see, for the average Jew, to reach this level expected, there would have to be a scholar. They would have to be trained in languages and literature and have the opportunity to discuss and debate these complicated subjects with others. And for many, this was just out of reach. And it's because of this, studying the Torah and upholding the religious regulations and duties would have been exhausting. And it would have put a great burden upon their shoulders. It could be said that the great invitation of rest that Jesus is offering in this verse is not for the work burdened or the sin burdened or even the relationship burdened, the financial burdened, or the health burdened, but it is for the law burdened of those days. But the rest that Jesus was offering to the weary was not that of inactivity. He was not suggesting, as my friend here, Magnum P.I., 
to go and find a hammock, lay down in a lovely field, take a picture with a, with a cocktail, and put your feet up. Jesus did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He did not come to remove the law, but to lessen the burden it places upon our shoulders. He would give us rest by removing the pressure of needing to be a scholar, of needing to be an intellect, who would have the ability and resources to study and understand the law in depth. Instead, Jesus, Jesus invites all of us, every single one of us, no matter how intellectual we are, he invites all of us just to come to him, not because we are special or clever, but because he loves us and he wants to give us rest that only he can offer. Then the second verse, we can see it's an invitation to be bound with him and become his apprentice. In verse 29, it says, Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, the Pharisees spoke of people being called to carry the yoke of the Torah, to carry the heavy burden of the law with all its commandments, religious regulations, and duties. And this is the same heavy burden that Jesus was, was referring to in verse 28. For those who don't know, I'm sure, I'm sure most do, a yoke is a cross piece that is fastened over the two necks of two animals, which are then attached to a plow or a cart, which they then pull together for whatever purpose it's for. If there was a great load put upon the yoke, or if it does not fit well, it will cause great rubbing and discomfort. The yoke of the Torah would have placed a great load upon the shoulders and caused the rubbing that would cause this discomfort. But in this verse, Jesus says he is offering us a new yoke. He invites us to put on his yoke. Jesus is inviting us to be bound with him. He's inviting us to be joined with him, to be fastened with him, and pull that load, that burden, together. But he's inviting us to more than just being bound with him in this verse. He's also inviting us to learn from him. We need to look at Jesus, the way he acts, the way he treats people, the way he lives his life, the way he demonstrates his gentle and humble heart and shows his obedience to his heavenly Father. Jesus is inviting us not only to come to him and take up his yoke, but he's also inviting us to become his apprentice and learn from him. And by doing this, by accepting this invitation to become his apprentice, we will also be working towards fulfilling one of the mission statements of Megate Church, which can be seen just there, which is aiming to be like Jesus. If we're aiming to be like Jesus, we have to learn from him. We have to act like him. We have to become his apprentice and take that invitation. The third point we're going to look at is that within this passage, there is an invitation to accept his yoke. Verse 30 says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Jesus invites us to take up his yoke because it is easy and it is light. Now, the Greek word for easy in verse 13 is Christos, which can also be translated to kind. So Jesus' yoke is carefully shaped, it's kind for our shoulders. So it will cause minimal rubbing. Jesus' yoke is kind, which will allow us to carry the road, the load more easily. And yes, we can go through life without Jesus. We can try and bear that load on our own. We can try and pull that cart through rough ground. But all it will cause is great discomfort. All it will cause is harder work. Jesus is inviting us to accept an easy way, a lighter way. And that is by accepting his invitation to take his yoke upon our shoulders. By accepting the load that he places upon our shoulders, the burden we carry and the weight we carry will be lightened. So what can we learn from these three verses? What can we learn from this passage? Firstly, I still believe that Scripture can be interpreted in many different ways. And I believe that this passage can bring you great comfort in any aspect of your life, like it did for me at night prayer. I believe that at times of trouble, whether it's work or family or money or health, these words can come alive and can bring you great comfort and ease in the burden that's affecting you at that time. But I also believe that if we look at the passage in the way, the context it was written, that we can see that it's a great invitation. It's an invitation to come to Jesus, to receive the rest that only he can offer from the exhaustion and burden that comes for trying to study the law, from the need to try and be an intellect or to learn deep. Now, this does not mean we shouldn't try to study, otherwise the last three years of my life has been a complete waste of time. But what it does mean is we shouldn't feel that pressure that we have to be some amazing theologian or first-class scholar, because trust me, I am not. All we have to do is come to him and he will ease that burden. And then we, will, we just have to accept this invitation from Jesus and we will come to know God. We can also see there's an invitation to accept Jesus' yoke, to become bound with him, to become his apprentice and work towards filling the mission statement of Megate Church. We should all be aiming to be like Jesus. And in order to do that, we have to look to him, learn from him, and be willing to follow him through life. And finally, this passage is an invitation to place his kind yoke upon our shoulders. A yoke that fits well and causes minimal discomfort. A yoke that will lessen the load that we have to carry. A yoke that will bring us and fasten us to him. Amen.